Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. everyone and welcome back to the Phineas Club, a show where we talk about the things that have been happening around the world with people from around the world. We get from the ground opinions and uh, impressions and we talk about all of it and we listen to everyone else and we try to form our understanding thanks to all of that. My name is Patrick Beja. I am uh, originally from France, although if you want to go back further, I'm from I'm not from France, for those who know. Uh, and I'm currently living in Finland. And I'm very glad to be welcoming Franco back to the show, who is in France, but originally from Peru. How's it going, Franco? Hello. Uh, in fact, I just finished my PhD thesis. So now I'm doing fine. <laughs> you just finished it. Did you get the uh, the grade, the result yet, or not yet? No, I, I haven't. I haven't defended it yet. Uh, it's uh, in a, in a month or in a whole month and a half. I just finished uh, writing it. That so that's a relief. What's what's your, the topic of your PhD? Uh, good question. Okay, so it's a long <laughs> phrase. It's the <laughs> it's the optimization of the maintenance planning for military aircraft. Wow, that is super specific. I guess that's what PhDs are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, it's, the domain is operations research, which is the mathematical optimization in general. The okay. application is, 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 the, is the, the maintenance of a military aircraft, but it's, it's, it's really, the topic is really a mathematical optimization uh, and, and decision making. So you managed to be both a kind of uh, university-educated uh, liberal elite because of the math and the studies and kind of a uh, conservative military person because you apply it to uh, air aircrafts and, and I'm sure <laughs> it's kind of a, you know, <laughs> it has military well, applications. It, let's just say that uh, uh, last year I, I, I lived for three months on, um, on, a, on the U.S. on a military uh, university. Wow! So I got. I actually had the because in France I didn't. I didn't much meet. Well, I did meet many people from the military, but not that much. But those three months last year were really into it. You know, <laughs> I was so, immersed in the culture. Does that mean that everyone hates you, or that everyone loves you because you do like both sides of everything? No, I think that just people understand that life is complex and they're just people which are weird and do everything at the same time <laughs> i guess kind of like the guy that is always saying like no but in mm -hmm. conversations <laughs> because i've been there too you know so if people complain about the military say you know military are nice people <laughs> like everyone i met they're nice people 
people, you know, people understand that life is complex. We must not be meeting the same people. Uh, to, you know, for the context, most people I meet, I meet on Twitter. So that might be why they, there is no nuance there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for cool. being on. Thanks for being on, Franco. Uh, the other guest is uh, back after a few months. It was, I think, in the spring. Um, but uh, Hannah Pearson is back from Malaysia. How's it going, Hannah? Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably the opposite. I mean, I've just had a wisdom tooth out last week, so I'm slowly getting over that. But otherwise, <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> that, so are you still feeling the uh, effects of the uh, happy gas or, you know, the uh, thing they give you to pull it out? Yeah, well, I was on some pretty strong painkillers, but those mm -hmm. seem to have worn off now. So. Damn it. Couldn't you <laughs> ask for hit. a little more? You're like, you know, we're in <laughs> yeah. 2020. I need a little bit more yeah. painkillers. <laughs> Can you give me Come like on, four guys. months? <laughs> 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 yeah, well, um, I'm very curious to hear uh, what's been happening in your corner of the world. Uh, I think we're going to start, although, you know, I'm a little bit, when you were on the show last, we talked about COVID And it feels like every episode or every other episode has been about that topic. Um, and it's not been super happy overall. And I feel we're going to be talking about that. But I, I would be remiss if we didn't at least mention the American presidential debate uh, from yesterday, because it just happened. And at least in France and Finland, I've seen a lot of people talk about it and not in glowing terms. And I think even American media is, I don't know if I can say depressed, like no one likes it. Not the Trump uh, voters, not the Biden voters, not the independents, not the media, not the pr international press. Everyone is kind of like face palming at the entirety of it. Um, so I don't know if that's how it felt to you, Franco. I know, Hannah, you haven't really been following it. Um, yeah. But yeah, from, Franco. From what I did... saw, I, I, the, the question that I was asking you was, uh, I was asking myself was, isn't that the fault of the people that, you know, the, 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 the people who handle the debate? I mean, if the debate goes wrong, isn't, the, isn't it the, the responsibility of the, of the hosts? I don't know. I mean, I mean maybe could... they should have done a better job. Conventional wisdom some, would say else. it's the respons responsibility of the moderator. But at some point, when there is at least one uh, element that is going to screw everything up, like, if there, there are rules that you're supposed to follow, and maybe you can go over a little bit, but if you're just going to be monkeying about, like, th there's only so much the moderator can do. Like, they can't physically go on stage yeah, and restrain <laughs> the person and they couldn't like <laughs> mute the mic you wouldn't do that so i don't know well that's that's what they do in congress right on parliaments like when you to talk too much and they have already warned you sometimes they cut the mic out maybe they should they should have i don't know yeah maybe they should do rules. that It could be helpful that, to have those rules um i will say however one feeling that is pretty strong with me is the problem with this whole the, the mood surrounding all of this is that everyone is face palming as i was saying and, and going like oh my god this is embarrassing and i've seen a lot of americans saying this but the problem is it's just like it was in the previous american election 
the chaos benefits uh, Donald Trump, right? He, mm -hmm. the, that's the, the it, he messes everything so much that you end up not caring about any of it. And you, it kind of disadvantages the people who are a little bit more rational or make more sense because then everything gets brought down to the level of confusing nonsense. And so since he's swimming in confusing nonsense, it's like, well, if everyone else is at that level, I, I create so much chaos that their strengths don't matter anymore compared to uh, mine. And mine are a little bit of, you know, demagogical uh, populism. But the, the countering of this is, is more rational thinking. And if you create so much chaos, the rational thinking doesn't matter. It can't be heard. Then you're winning in a sense. Although I don't know, maybe that's a little bit too much in that debate, and and maybe Biden is coming off as the adult. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah. that was that was my impression. Like like it was a little little more sensical what he, what he was trying to say when he mm -hmm. was even if he was interrupting. But uh, I I would say like yeah, of course, if you if you think you're if you see that you're losing on the polls, you you try desperate desperate moves, and that's. Yeah, that's a, as desperate move as one can do, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, the losing in the polls thing. I mean, I know that the polling companies uh, and, you know, statistics agencies, whatever, are swearing that this time they are being more accurate. But I'm getting bad flashbacks of, of four years ago, you know? It was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's she's winning in the polls. It's got to be a cakewalk. And you're like, dude, you're like... Uh, anyway, all right. I don't want to spend the entire show on that, especially since we don't have an American on the show. But you know, this yeah. is this is well. Part there, of it. Actually, there's some American. There's not one from the U.S. That's a, that's different. I'm willing to argue that all all Latin Americans are Americans, and we that... shouldn't use Americans for people from the United States. <laughs> but that's a whole other debate that I'm not that maybe for another time. Well, you know what? I would even argue that we are all a little bit. Busans. We're all a little bit, uh, you know, Americans in the sense that the the politics in the U.S. absolutely influence and uh, disrupt the entire world even more now than before. So that's why we talk about it even when there isn't a, 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 a use in, in how do you, how do you even yeah. say it if you don't say American? You, you created you this, Franco. Usanian. Well, in, in, in French, there, there's Etasunian. It does you know which sounds weird. In, in 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 well, I use it actually. In Spanish, yeah. it's uh, estadounidense. Yeah. So it's just the English that that lacks the the word. I guess. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Anyway, so that that was the point about that. But uh, let's move on to the other things, which are, um, I mean, essentially, was what I was telling earlier. I know that. I mean, in Finland, we have some concerned about covid where you know cases are rising pretty fast and certainly in the us uh, or sorry certainly in france that is also a concern um i think in every country we're testing a lot more so maybe cases don't mean the same things than they did in uh, the spring but it's not like you know the numbers aren't going down right even if it's because you're testing more the numbers are going up <laughs> very clearly yeah. And and I think we can come back to to 
France and Finland uh, and maybe Peru even in a little while. But I'm curious about Malaysia and maybe if you have a view of wider things, Hannah, how is it going there about COVID or, you know, if you want to talk about something else, please be my guest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all just COVID over here. I mean, there's, mm. there's a bit of politics thrown in the mix in Malaysia as well, as always. But uh, yeah, it's pretty much COVID. I mean, actually, I think feeling, at least in Malaysia, is that the worst is kind of over. We're not really into um, a kind of second wave as such. Our case numbers, they've never gone away. You know, they've always mm. been in the low... Well, since since about June or so, they've been in the low maybe 20s or 30s, going up, going down. Last week, they went up to about 150, so people started to get a little bit worried. You mean um, new cases per day? Is that the, the metric? Yeah, thing? yeah, new hmm. cases per day. Yeah, yeah. So maybe about 100, 150, and people started to get a bit worried last week. Um, generally, you know, the feeling is that it, it is kind of under control. I mean... Malaysia and Southeast Asia are quite different in that our borders have remained really firmly closed. You know, mm. Europe, I know, has, has had the summer. You've had all of these tourists traveling everywhere. No, that hasn't happened in Malaysia. Our borders have just been shut since March. Uh, like Very limited people can go in. Very, very limited people can come out. Um, and so they've just controlled it like that. Um, and it is, it's a really similar case across Southeast Asia. Um, so countries like Thailand, Again, they've had the borders closed. They don't really have any, they, have, they haven't had any case, locally transmitted cases for weeks now, I don't think. The only areas where it's a bit concerning are countries like Indonesia, the Philippines, and now Myanmar, um, where cases are really rising there. And those seem to be three countries the situation isn't under control. You know, Philippines mm. has basically been under this super strict lockdown since March. And it's still kind of under this lockdown now. They haven't really eased it at all in Manila, in uh, in the capital. But Indonesia, they kind of eased it. And a, a couple of weeks ago, they had to put back uh, restrictions again um, in mm. Jakarta because things were just getting kind of out of hand. So it, it's kind of weird, you know, within the region, there's this kind of two speed. You've got like all these countries who are handling it pretty well. And then these other kind of struggling ones. But of course, the the risk in Southeast Asia is, of course, that the healthcare system is not very robust, especially in countries like Indonesia, especially in Myanmar now. Um, and there's really that risk that the healthcare system is just going to be overwhelmed. Mm. Um, but generally, you know, living in Malaysia, life is almost back to normal. Um, you know, of course, yeah, there's the social distancing. Everybody has to wear masks and outside it's it's law now. If you're in a crowded place, you've got to wear a mask. But, you know, it's it's not a big deal. It's not like I, I see the news in Europe and people protesting about having to wear masks and everything. It's completely different. Right? In Southeast Asia, it's just accepted. It's just what you do. You just do it. You get on with it. Mm. No complaints. Um, so it's, it's kind of different to see that kind of narrative coming through of the European press about people, you know, <laughs> protesting about this because you just think, yeah, but that's just it's just normal. And it's something that even before COVID, you know, even if a, a co-worker got sick and they came into the office, they would wear a mask. Even before COVID, they would wear, you know, if they had like a cold, they would wear a mask. So it's not been a big leap, I don't think, to go from that to having to wear them all the time. 
I, I wonder, um, so for, for a little bit of context, you're saying if oh. it was a few dozen cases, uh, new cases per day until a while ago, and then there was like 100 and 150. Um, the population is 32 million, according to Wikipedia. So this is a really <laughs> low, you know, per million count. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're doing good, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're doing yeah. okay. I mean, uh, compared to the others, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the death rate in Malaysia, we've only had about 130 deaths total. Um, so, you know, compared to other countries, it's like, a, it's a cakewalk. It's wait, fine. Wait, wait until we come to Peru. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that statistic is yeah. really good. I wonder right. when you're talking about uh, the other Southeastern uh, Asia countries, when you're saying things are getting out of hand, can, can, do you have an idea of how... Uh, you know, to quantify that getting out of hand? Is it like yeah. thousands of new cases I mean, or? Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting, actually, because isn't it? Because I'm taking everything from like the Southeast Asian perspective where just a few, you know, a few hundred cases seems yeah. like a lot compared <laughs> to Europe or the US. Um, but in um, Indonesia and Philippines, it's been maybe a few thousand new cases per day. Okay, uh, well, that's still Myanmar, significant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty significant. And like yeah. Myanmar went from very, very few cases about a month ago to just, I think they, they crossed over 10,000 last week. So the oh, speed wow. at which that is increasing is really ramping up. Um, and it's, it's because, you know, a lot of it, um, they detected it inside these um, uh, immigrant camps, the, the Rakhini states, the Rohingya uh, Muslims there. And so, of course, when, when you're in these kind of camps, You know, there's there's very little sanitation anyway, so it is going to spread at mm. a really high speed. And that's the danger. It's it's mm. so you know obviously just like any other uh, uh, illness like that, it, the the spread is exponential. As as soon as your yeah. R naught is above one, you go mm. you know within a, a couple of weeks, you can have a. I mean, the whole thing started probably with a handful of people getting it. And or initially one, but I mean, uh, even coming to Europe or the US, it was a relatively low number of people, and then you know it spreads. That's the whole problem. Yeah. So even when you have yeah. a few a few dozen cases, you shouldn't completely rest on your laurel and stay <laughs> vigilant. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm also very curious. You mentioned uh, you know the the reports that you get uh, from Europe about people protesting and all of this in general. Mm -hmm. How do uh, yeah. the the population there? How do they? What do they think of all of this? Of the way Western countries have been handling the the pandemic? Yeah, I think they think it's crazy. <laughs> 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 really, I I think I think they just look at it and then they just think, oh, what a mess, um, you know. And of course, it's a difference between the way governments and the way countries are run as well. Of course, you know, Southeast Asia, you've got some dictatorships around here. You've got a lot more of a less, a lot less of a democratic system than European countries. And people are a lot more used to doing what they're told. Um, and then you compare that to Europe. I think people just think, especially with, with things like face masks and stuff, they, they just don't get it. They just don't understand what the issue is. You know? yeah. But, you in know, putting it on, you mean, sorry. in using them? Sorry? They don't understand what the issue, why it's such an issue to yeah. be told to wear yeah. a mask, why right? Such an, yeah. yeah, exactly. Why it's such an issue to do that or why it's such an issue to have to, you know, maybe download a tracking app and check in at every place mm. that you're, you're visiting. I mean, this is, um, you know, at least in Malaysia, that's been my daily life since, 
since April, since we were going in, since we were allowed out to the supermarket, every time you go to the supermarket, get your temperature checked, check in with a QR code, even come home, have my temperature checked at the condo entrance. Um, oh, really? Kind of really? Even when wow. you get in? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just what you do. Even my little son, you know, my toddler comes home from nursery, toddles up to the security guard, bends his forehead forward, waiting for the, the guard to <laughs> his temperature. Amazing. <laughs> daily life yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's funny we we do get the crazies in france certainly i don't think that's the case in finland you might have someone grumbling or not being very happy about the whole thing but in france we've gotten exactly the kind of the thing we've seen in the u.s with people actually protesting and you know those viral videos of some idiot claiming that it is against their freedom and that it's you know a conspiracy to yeah like we have the exact same thing the 3g the 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 um bill gates the, not the 3g the 5g the bill gates 5G, and the yeah. viruses that are going to get microchips into your yeah. blood and that's the reason they created the pandemic and all of that crap um but the difference is i think with the us is at least we've mentioned it a couple of times this is not dignified by Uh, you know, the establishment by, by the administration in any way. Uh, there, there is some, uh, you know, unhappiness. Like we're starting now, of course, to announce measures, restrictive measures like uh, restaurant bar closures and stuff like that. And there are a lot of people who are super unhappy about it and saying, oh, you're killing us and we can't do business and we're going to shut down. And which it's, it's amazing how, how even politicians like I, I, I remember having read in Marseille, even in Marseille, even politicians are against it. I mean, like, like at least you should align with the public policy, you know, I don't know. Yeah. When I'm saying we don't, they are not dignified. It's a kind of crazy conspiracy theory no right? yeah like oh, a, of course of course yeah but, yeah. but only, that only, yes yeah. you're right the, there's certainly a uh a feeling that it is difficult to get all your ducks in a row for the 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 like because obviously it's not the same uh part of the government you have the the government the central government and you you have the local mayorships and that kind of thing yeah. and they feel like they weren't consulted which again I'm, i can understand but i don't know to me it's like This is like a war, you know, like this is something that is very, very serious. And the argument is, oh, well, because we're testing more, we're seeing more cases, but hospitals are fine. And so we should what we, we should like keep everything open and wait until things collapse. And and the very frustrating <laughs> thing is that a few months ago, people were saying, oh, the government didn't do enough and didn't do quickly yeah, enough. And <sighs> of course, yeah, I, I think that it's partly politics in the sense that a politician, a mayor is going to say, no, we, we shouldn't do this in my town, mm -hmm. even if they know that they're going to do it. Because then, the, <laughs> since they were going to do it anyway, they will at least win the people that are well, both both, both sides, you know, because mm -hmm. they'll say, I know uh, we were against it, even though it helped. No, right. I don't know. Like, like yeah. it's, it's, it's easy to complain when you don't have the, the means to, to decide. I don't know. When you I, don't I have to, when you're not the one who has to make the decision. Of, of course, exactly. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and either way, there's going to be people against it. Yeah, I, mean, I think... Even in France and Spain, people are complaining that we should, we should have acted sooner. At the same time, that people are complaining that we should, we should not be so, uh, so uh, I don't know, right-handed, so, so, 
so so strong with the action. So it's it's like mm. <laughs> you you can never win being a being be, taking this type of, this kind of decisions. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that's impossible. That's the big problem, I think. It's not. You know, people is a very dangerous word to use because it confuses everything. If you say people want this and then people want that, it's you you start thinking that nothing makes sense and that whatever you say it doesn't matter. The reality is it's not people who say this and then the opposite. It's that there's always some people who will be opposed to what you do. So when you take measure X then some people will not like Measure X and they will get their voice heard, especially, you know, with the internet today. And then mm-hmm. a few months later, you take Measure versus X, opposite X, you do the opposite or you correct what you were doing and some other people are going to be complaining about. I honestly do not envy the role of people in government because whatever you do, there are going to be some very angry people who are uh, going to be telling you that you're messing up. Sometimes it's the same people that complain both ways. Maybe that, that yes, that happens too. In my experience. It might be. Hannah, you wanted to say something? No, no, no. I was just going to say, I mean, the, the, the only thing where well, you see it also coming into play is elections. I mean, yeah, you've got the US one, but, you know, even countries like New Zealand or other countries, everybody's, the, the prime ministers or the presidents, they don't want to take big decisions about things like border openings. They're all just hanging on because they don't want to screw up their chances of winning the election. And I, that, that makes me a bit mad as well, that people are kind of putting the, that kind of consideration they need to win ahead of you know what might actually be best for the country i mean i i think it's fair to say that of all the countries fairly or unfairly we all look at whether or not we're happy with the way things are in our country we look at the u.s mm-hmm. and think at least we're not that <laughs> right yeah <laughs> well, wait till we got. Well, well, yeah. wait till we get to Peru again. I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you're following the news. I guess not. But no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, so can you tell us how things feel on the ground in in France before we move on to to Peru? Ah, uh, yeah. So, in general, I would say, well, until recently, things were pretty normal. I mean, not in my case. I don't. I don't. I haven't been going out too much or seeing friends. But I, I was invited, and friends have been gathering. People have been going to to restaurants. Which is and... why we're getting a second wave now, because people have been <laughs> well, like the summer yeah, was normal. The... I definitely feel like the summer was kind of almost normal. Yeah, I think that people thought, uh, as long as you're careful. I mean, and I think that even if you're careful, it still happens. I mean, there, there's a part yeah. of. A risk you can mitigate by 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 being careful, wearing a mask. I mean, most people I know wear a mask, and most people I see wear a mask. Also, um, there's well, now it's mandatory, but even when it's when it wasn't, mm. um, and uh, but even 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 there, there's a lot of risks that that you can only mitigate if you don't do such a thing. If you don't, uh, I don't know, if you don't go to to the gym. I don't know if gyms were still open or to mm. the restaurants, and uh, if you don't see friends and. I think that uh, since the risk is hard to measure in that way, people thought, no, as long as we follow the the, the you know the guidelines, we'll be okay. But uh, I think that it it wasn't it wasn't the case. It mm. just things don't work like that. You should have you should have um, maybe relying on people 
people again on, on citizens to 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 take it easy uh it doesn't really work yeah and, and just to give again a little bit of context in france okay. we're we're getting the, the number of cases again more testing etc cetera, etc cetera. But uh, the latest highest spike, which I think cases are being reported every few days, so it's, it's very spiky. But the highest spike was 16,000 on September 24th. And uh, it goes 16, between 5 and, and 15,000 or so. And the, the spikes are amplifying. Um, it is, so this is not, the highest number that we had during the spring was 7,000, 7,500. Um, so it is not something that you can you shouldn't take seriously, yeah. right? This so is a... for, to, to, to give to give an example because I like at least giving concrete examples because that that way I, I think gives you a little a, a better picture. Uh, I recently um, had to do a presentation uh, for my I don't know, doctoral school uh, to all the. It was like a meeting for the doctoral school that was supposed to be have taken place in March. But of mm. course, they postponed it indefinitely, and they finally decided that it was going to take uh, place. I don't know if like three weeks ago, mm. and um, uh, and of course, it, it, I was thinking, is it really necessary? I mean, it's not as if, I mean, it's it's good to see other other PhD students, I guess, and to present your work. But in my opinion, it wasn't necessary in the first place, and second. You could have done it virtually. I mean, it's it takes a little of the of the of the I don't know of the mm. feeling from it, but you can still make it uh, digital, uh, yeah, electronically. But they decided to do pr uh, in in presence in the university, and of course they took the measures right, so you couldn't sit next to the one person. It was every one place. It was an empty place, an empty mm. space. Uh, you had to wear a mask all the time, but you were you had to use a microphone, for example, that you had to wash. And clean after you speak, mm -hmm. after you spoke. Uh, but, you know, and and, the, 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 and 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 so yeah, of course, I, I cannot say that someone was contaminated at that point or someone was contagious. But you never know, and those kind of events, I guess, repeat um, often enough for something to go wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, and the, and the only the only thing, the last thing that happened before I left was that the the director of the of the, of the talk. The organizer was was behind me and was coughing. I was like, "Really? <laughs> no, no." <laughs> I mean, it could be a cold, of course, but yeah, yeah. who knows, right? Even yeah. with a mask, I don't know. I I will say um, the number of deaths is still very low, and hopefully it won't spike. But the number of deaths, which is the really really important thing, if you want to get down to it, is still very low. I mean, in the U.S., although it's... yeah, sorry. In the U.S., it's spiking to uh, about a thousand per day, um, and then going down. And because of the way things are reported in France, it's still in the under a hundred, um, so it's relatively low, and it's going down uh, uh, even more. And in Finland, it's uh, uh, even lower. Like the cases are like now it's spiking, and it's at about I don't know a hundred and a hundred and fifty, and the number of deaths is like two per <laughs> per day yeah. max and usually it's zero so in, in finland it's still very uh uh you know we're still very very good 
But I think the the feeling of a lot of people, although again in Finland it's getting higher in the number of cases, and so people are getting we're taking preventive measures. Uh, we're shutting down parts of the bars and stuff like that. Um, I, I will say, maybe it's just me, but the feeling in general is, okay, let's just get through this last stretch um, of this last fall and winter. And then in six months or so, we'll have serious uh, vaccine candidates. And of course, initially it's going to be like, don't think when you get the vaccines available, it's going to be, oh, everything's good in, in a week. Like it will take months and months and months to vaccinate everyone. So initially it's going to be people that are at risk and healthcare personnel and all of that. And then that's going to take months. But then, you know, hopefully by summer, end of summer, we'll have enough people vaccinated that will be will be good. Uh, but we still need, like, it's not over. We still need to get through that fall and, and winter. And yes, there are more people being tested. And yes, there are less people dying, probably maybe because there's a weaker strain or whatever, or people are, the people who are sick are younger, so they're dying less. But it, it's still serious. I don't care. <sighs> anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, pe people should, I, I guess, People should always think maybe I should take it more seriously than I that I'm that I'm taking it right now. Like I mean, if you <laughs> it, take it, it be more like seriously than you, you should, have to keep in your, I mean, you. I think nobody should think maybe I'm being too paranoid. I think yeah. people are being too too little paranoid at least. If if you're mm -hmm. being too careful, then the thing that happens, the bad thing that happens, is that you die less. And you know the economy is maybe going to take a hit, but you die less. If you're being not careful enough, then you die more. So which extreme do you want to go to? It's like I I also understand that you know there is such a thing as being too careful and then hurting the economy, which in turn is really really bad, especially in the U.S. where they don't have social safety nets. But still, anyway. Yeah, you can you can you can spend all your money from your house. You don't need to. Go out of your house and spend it all. I guess, of course, you, but you, you know, have, restaurants you you and bars choice, and right? and sure. restaurants and bars do suffer, and and retail stores yeah. and there is a real impact on the economy. I'm not trying to say there yeah. isn't. Is that a concern? Yeah. In although I was going to say, is that a concern in Southeast Asia? But in Malaysia, everything is is normal, so you don't really even mm, have that. No, well, worry. I mean, it's I mean the economy is still taking a big hit, like. Um, mm. Malaysia is in recession now. Most of Southeast Asia is in recession. I mean, and for me personally, I'm in the tourism industry. Yeah. Um, so that's just completely <laughs> shot <laughs> right now. Um, and, you know, countries like Thailand, yeah, you can do domestic tourism, but it's only so far that that can go. Uh, you know, there was a headline out the other week, and it said like one million hotel workers are redundant. In Indonesia, it's something mm. like 13 wow. million tourism workers are out of work um so yeah that, that's why i mean especially in countries like indonesia where they are kind of doing this lockdown on and off on and off it's just because they're, they're trying to get that balance mm. like you're saying it's between that you know not killing the economy and not killing people and what's what is the right balance in a country that can't afford to have really big social security nets um and i don't think they've they've, they've quite worked out the right balance yet mm. but probably whatever you choose is the wrong one right <laughs> yeah it's funny because when we talk about ba balance all of a sudden everyone starts talking about sweden where there was no heavy restrictions 
And I can tell you during the spring, is it was not a fun time for Sweden. Um, but the, the thing that everyone forgets is that, yes, there aren't any mandatory restrictions, but they do, quote unquote, recommend social distancing and mask wearing mm -hmm. and, and, um, and uh, uh, remote working. And people do it because they're not dumb, you know, or not too dumb. Yeah. Probably the, it's probably social pressure, I would say. There's yes, enough yes, social course, pressure yeah. not to have like uh, uh, yeah. law enforcing measures. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not like they're not, it's not like, because I know some people look at it and say, oh, we should do the same thing and it works out for them. But it works out because they follow the recommendations and they do the things that you don't want to do and then, you know, take them as an example of, oh, we don't have to do it. No, 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 no. They do it. That's why it's working out. So, yeah. and, and and now exactly. they're at like zero deaths per day, like one, two, four, one. So, uh, so tell us about Peru and and Oof. what's happening there. Yeah, I, I I I'm trying to figure out how to even start. You know, okay. So last last time we uh, I, I was in the show. Uh, last time I talked, I think it was around February or March, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it, COVID was well starting in in. In Europe, it was already it was already here, and in, um, we're we're seeing more and more countries. And I think Peru had not a single case at that moment. Um, so a long a long a long way has has happened. And and, and the other thing I, re I remember having discussed is was is, it was it was that I was starting a startup based on people traveling and, and delivering clothes. So. <laughs> Two yeah. things that have definitely changed things. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, in March, little after um, uh, after uh, Europe started the lockdown, Peru, with the very little cases, started uh, the, 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 the strictest lockdown in, in, in Latin America. Uh, and one of the strictest um, lockdowns in, in the world at the at that moment. Uh, it was end of March, I think, and it lasted several months. But when I say several, like four months or so. Okay. And um, and you would have and 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 you know the government really t took it seriously, and uh, every day the president gave a speech at noon about things that we're doing, the status, the the statistics, and um, everyone everyone's stockpile on masks immediately. It was not as in Europe where where we were arguing arguing if. We needed masks or not? If there were enough yeah. masks, etc. No, in Peru, nobody even asked. They just went to the store and bought all the masks they could. Um, okay. So far, it's sounding masks. like everything's going perfectly. I don't know what you're <laughs> worried about. <laughs> okay, you know, I mean, I'm trying to say what's the good statistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just say that Peru, as of now, it's the country where, who has the most death per habitant oh my in the God. world. Oh. Wow! It's the worst country. I mean, but, so what happened of, between March and, and now? Well, it, it's the thing, and I think I need to go back to what we were discussing just now mm -hmm. about uh, what the difference between law and behavior. Uh, in, in Sweden, there's no law, but there's social pressure, and there's the behavior of people that changes, even if there's no strict uh, um, law about, uh, that, that, that uh, enforces this. And of course, that's one thing. In Peru, the government may take good uh, decisions or may take you know wise choices but at the end it has no power over the country in the sense that it, there's not enough policemen there's not enough mm. uh, even they put the military to try to control the 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 lockdown and it's a thing that 
the, the state is too small uh, with respect to the, to the population and the economy. And so it's impossible to enforce. I mean, uh, it's not only policemen, but only, also hospitals. Hospitals are not prepared like in Europe. They're not, there's like, I don't know, if you take the statistic of uh, medics for, for each um, uh, 100,000 population, we're probably 10% of the, of the Europe statistics. So in a way, the country is not prepared for a pandemic. And, mm. and I'm, I'm talking about Peru, but it's probably more or less the same around uh, the whole the whole region. We, we just not we're, we weren't even prepared. I mean, and it's it's not because we we didn't do our homework. It's just that we're not rich enough, and we don't we're not we're, we don't have the the institutions and the and the, um, you know, for example, um, things like in Europe, you could say, okay, we 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 pay um, unemployment to people that are not working or partially not working. In Peru, they even had the money to do it, but there's so much people, there's so many people that work informally that mm. and don't have a bank account that you cannot even get the money to the people. Mm. At some point, even the good intentions turned into bad intentions. They tried to deliver money to people in rural places or people in the, in, in the jungle. And while delivering the money, they infected the people in town. So, oh you know, oh, I mean, everything, everything that could go wrong went wrong. I mean, and 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 and, and as, as as a result, we had like a couple a, a couple of months ago a 200 deaths per day, mm. like for months. I mean, it was a statistic or between 100 and 200, closer to 200 per day. I mean, it was it was it was disastrous. I mean, and and and, and as I said, everyone wears a mask and has been wearing a mask, and everyone is aware that the, the dangers. But it's just that. Most of the economy is face to face. There's remote working, of course. It works for people that are, that can allow to have that that have a computer that can stay in their houses and still do their work. But for others, for most people, they have to go to the markets. And most markets were I don't know, like they tested the specific markets, for example, in Lima, uh, and it was like eighty uh, percent of the people that uh, the salesmen were were had the virus. For wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it it just outrun the the, mm. the the institutions, the hospitals, the, the the medical system, everything. I mean, it's just that you cannot do anything at some point. I mean, at some point, they just say that we'll have to take out the uh, the lockdown because now the economy is going down, and we, it's in Latin America in general. And, and and everything that I'm saying, Peru, more or less applies to most countries in Latin America, especially uh, Colombia, Chile, more or less, and especially Brazil. Also, they they're having a really bad, uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, they, pandemic. Looking at the statistics, uh, South America is definitely in the top of uh, number of cases per million and number of deaths per million. There's, yeah, yeah. Peru, Bolivia, and, Brazil, Ecuador, Chile, yeah, yeah. And and uh, if, I, if if I if I if I if I heard correctly, Malaysia had thirty million people, or yeah. is it because then it's more or less the same population of Peru so you have an idea and mm. you're having a hundred between a hundred and a hundred and fifty cases per day and right now we're, we're the, luckily uh hopefully the 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 statistics have been have been going down a little bit recently but I think we have the same number but in deaths like a hundred deaths and wow. that's like yeah. I mean nobody's happy about it but at least it's it's less bad than before uh, mm. yeah it's yeah it's 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 really crazy and it, it, so you have an idea of 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 how people take it seriously i have of course friends with whom i i speak 
um, frequently. And uh, I know at least two of them that have that didn't leave their house for like four months. Didn't leave. <laughs> they stayed in their their own houses. I mean, when you have yeah, when you have that kind of of uh, structure, that means it's very difficult to to contain uh the the spread i can understand like it definitely in finland and to an extent even in france at depending on the time it's like okay if i have to go out it's and i take precautions i'm probably okay right even though my mom was taking all the precautions in the world and she still got it but you know you're probably gonna be okay But it seems like, yeah, the way you're describing it in Peru, depending on where you live, <laughs> you don't want to take the risk. Um, yeah. 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 For example, my, my, my parents usually live in Lima, but they have a, like a farm on the south. They didn't, they didn't step, took a step on Lima for six months or five months. Mm. They just, they, because Lima yeah. was by far the, the, the worst place, right? And yeah, it's, and you know, for, for some specific context, Uh, like the company I have in in Spain um, gave a you know gave a share a, a video with 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 the with people in general to say hey we're willing to help and, and do what we do to a, help in decision making for people that need it because of the pandemic and uh, we ended up uh, in contact with the hospital uh, two hospitals in Peru with whom we were working I mean pro bono right of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and helping them with with uh, and this was like at the beginning of the pandemic, and their worry, which is still I, I guess worrying right now, is okay. Yeah, the, the pandemic is, is 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 happening, and there's nothing we can do. We we can prepare, but we have a, a limited number of beds, and that's it. We, we there's not there's not a, there's not other things we can do. What you need to help us, they said, is with um with the post uh, confinement, post uh, lockdown. We need to be able to start again treating all the people that we haven't been treating because mm. of the lockdown. And, because and, everything and, is and delayed, that, of course, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, childbirth, they said, that happens. Definitely, I mean, that you cannot <laughs> yes, stop. Yes, that you, know? you cannot <laughs> delay. People, <laughs> exactly. They, they come and we still we still treat them and we have to you know, keep, keep that separated from the rest and everything, of course. Uh, but vaccinations, for example, they had a huge list of vaccinations for children mm. and i guess this applies everywhere but i don't know for me in peru it's always worse and, and you have this um this specific ages at which you have to take a vaccine mm-hmm. because then it doesn't work or it's it, it works less well i don't know and so you have a schedule and you have to you have to give them vaccines you know uh, on top of all the you know chronic people that need medicine for their specific illness and that Well, sometimes you can ship them the medicine, et cetera, but sometimes you have to, you know, you have to be in contact with the people to vaccinate mm. or to give specific things. And all of these things have been, uh, have been getting delayed all the time. And uh, yeah, it's another issue on top, you know, because yeah. it's, it's people die not only because of COVID, which is already huge and very bad, but also because yeah. they the don't get the vaccine the or they don't get the other and, thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that bit is often forgotten, actually, by people, isn't it? You know, especially now when people are saying, oh, is it really that serious? You know, I mm. like I'm going to die from it. But say, yeah, you might not die from COVID, but other people are going to die from the things that they can't get treated in hospital for that are un-COVID related. Yeah, yeah, and it's always like, 
there is still like we're not things are changing all the time we're not sure that's just how science works oh. right you you encounter something new and you try and you make hypotheses and then you verify them and then you're wrong and you change it and so there are things that we don't know um but it doesn't mean you should assume that the thing that is the most uh you know that fits what you would like reality to be uh is the truth like we would all like for it to be not so bad and not affect people and maybe that's going to be the case but we can't assume um i don't know i, I do do you have uh, because now again maybe it's me because it's things are relatively quiet in finland and i'm thinking about vaccines already i know that in france um you do have the 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 crazy anti-vax people um who are saying oh i don't want that not even necessarily the crazy conspiracy theory people who think you know the nano 5g <laughs> thing chips are going to be yeah. injected in them through vaccines not those but people who don't want to get vaccinated because they're another you know kind of crazy um but i i don't think it's going to be like a huge issue hopefully uh it's a, they exist because i guess they exist everywhere but i don't think it's, it's amazing it's amazing how in france it's a, it's one of the worst in europe i mean in western yeah. europe they have the uh, that statistic I saw recently. They have, they have, or we have the least, uh, the smaller percentage of people that trust vaccines in general. Mm. Yeah, no. I have no how idea is it in, in Maybe Peru? Yeah, good question. Uh, I don't, I don't. I mean, probably there's anti-vaxxers uh, yeah, uh, just everywhere, like everywhere, but there's, yeah. but it's there. It's not. It's not huge. I mean, it's it's not. Uh, I would say that. One thing that there exists and that exists in Peru, it's a complete lack of uh, trust on the government. Mm. Uh, and that's, well, at the same time, sad and very unpractical, especially when you need to take note of what the government is saying, and especially when the government says things that make sense. Uh, so, <laughs> Which does happen, contrary to well, popular yeah, American in, in, culture. It, it, yeah, exactly. In, sometimes in Peru, it doesn't happen. And, and, okay. and there's a reason <laughs> for, for this trust, right? I mean, I could go on into the polit polit political problems. We almost lost our president uh, two weeks ago. Um, lost like in the mall or? <laughs> <laughs> and and as, a, as a reminder, this is the president. This was the vice president because the president was, I don't know how to say, um, vacated when they, when they, they kicked him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he renounced. He 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 resigned. Uh, the, the last okay. president and the vice president took over, and this is the vice president, which is now president. And he, the Congress, wanted to to take to kick him out because of moral incapacity, mm-hmm. which is like promising. you 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 maybe did something that is can be or not corruption. We're not sure, but we want to kick you either way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Before anything, you know, before the investigation takes place, just in case. But right? did he pay more than seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes? That's <laughs> okay. Sorry, that was cheap. Uh, but, no, but yeah. well, at least at least we didn't we didn't. I mean, it's not that the president is like a genius, but he's at least more or less. He's not he's not bad. So I think it was mm. a good thing that he stayed. <laughs> And you don't want to change the press in the middle of a pandemic. Even yes, if the that pandemic is probably is not a good idea. That's yeah. that's fair. And um, then, well, and the last thing, the, the people that wanted to kick him out were people that were were already being investigated for corruption and, 
and illicit uh-huh. things, you know, because that's that's the country we have. But yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know what? What really depresses me in that in that conversation is the fact that once we do get the vaccines, uh, obviously countries like Peru that really need it because it's not even a matter of observing the the right measures they're not going to be the first ones to get it i mean i'm guessing i don't know maybe things are going to work out but um yeah i don't know sorry um, i lost the last the last five seconds because a call oh i i was i was saying uh probably the countries that get it uh first the vaccine are not going to be the countries that need it most like peru like bolivia like yeah. brazil um, where the problem is the the structural makeup of the country that yeah. is conducive to the spread of the pandemic, um, and in countries where we can mitigate it a little bit more, we're going to be getting it first. Although I say that when it's available for me, of course I will wait for my turn because I think there are other people that need it more, like healthcare professionals and stuff like that. But when it's available for me, obviously I will go get it. I I won't say oh. No, I don't need it. I'm okay. So, <sighs> okay. All right. Well, I think that's enough uh, depressing stuff for for today. And there's kind of a, I feel like we're resigned to all of it a little bit. It's like, uh, okay, it's fr- frustrating, but there's nothing we can do. Kind of, I don't know, but. Um, I would say resigned is good. I'm I'm okay mm. with people being resigned and then following, you know, the oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. following the guidelines. Sure, uh-huh. sure. The the people who are not okay are the people who are not resigned and who are going against the guidelines because mm-hmm. you know they just want to. Oh, the the people who kill me the most are the ones who wear the mask under the nose. They I just like ah, <laughs> uh, I just like it's I even worse that. than not wearing a mask at all. I feel. <laughs> is there hannah anything yeah. other than covid happening either in malaysia or southeast asia with which we can end the show or is that really just everything no, is no, COVID? No, nothing uplifting no okay political machinations in malaysia yeah maybe we'll have another snap election who knows okay <laughs> all right uh franco anything i'm trying to think is there anything in <laughs> finland that's happening that is uh, well, actually, in Finland, uh, we've had a fantastic end of September, um, where we had essentially an Indian summer, uh, and it never happens in Finland. We've had like 20 degrees Celsius for a couple of days now, three, four days, with wonderful sunny weather. Uh, we went out by the uh, harbor restaurant, and we had some food, and the, the little one was running around. It was amazing. Except, of course, this is possible because of climate change. And it means that... (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, southern Finland, the only problem is it's really cold in in winter. But with climate change, there are going to be... Winters might be colder, which, you know, it's already cold, so whatever. But summers might be warmer and last longer. So we're in the right place for this inevitable, <laughs> you know, catastrophe. So that's yeah. positive. <sighs> I was, I, I, I don't have anything. I mean, only small bit of news was that the, yesterday, for some reason that nobody explains in Peru, the, the sea 
at some uh, the, where my, my parents live, just backed up 200 meters and nobody knows why. That's just <laughs> random news. <laughs> okay. That's the last thing we need in 2020. <laughs> like the, the, the hidden uh, people of Atlantis shifting the tectonic plates and rising up to conquer us. That would be the, like the <laughs> last thing that would, you know, the cherry on top of 2020. Uh, that, that is really concerning though. Like this is usually when there's a, 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 a underground earthquake, right? That that happens. And then you have a tsunami that follows. Although I'm guessing- yeah, I think you first, you first have this, the, the earthquake and then you have the, the sea that goes back and then yeah. you have the tsunami. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't have the earthquake, so at least we know that's not it. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. It's just I don't know random things. Okay, that we can, we can say it's strange. climate change too. Let's I don't know. I mean, everything is climate change. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both of you for spending a little bit of time with me and uh, kind of commiserating in that despair, uh, resigned despair that we have. But as I'm saying, the the one good thing I think is I. Vaccines are getting, you know, studied and 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 uh, how's it called? Phase three, and we're gonna get them hopefully within six months or so. They're gonna start appearing, and hopefully this is the last summer, uh, the last winter for this pandemic. When pandemic two comes around, uh, it will be another story. But for this one, we should be looking over the horizon towards the end of it, hopefully. Thank you very much, Hannah and Franco. Um, do you have a Twitter account that you want to promote or anything else that you do? Hannah, uh, first of all, <laughs> if people want to uh, go ahead and travel. No, maybe not. Um, tourism. <laughs> no. Excellent. Uh, no, you, you, I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter, but I don't really use it. But uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, hannah.f.pearson. Uh, so go ahead. I'll accept any connection request. <laughs> Fantastic. We will put the link in the show notes. Uh, Franco. Well, yeah, since I also have a LinkedIn account, so maybe I just put my <laughs> account too. Franco Pesquera, in case anyone wants, I don't know. You know, mat some mathematician solving uh, some complex um, <laughs> optimization problem. Who knows? There's All right. it happens. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, for me, it's not Patrick on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I am also uh, hosting a gaming show called Pixels. If you, you know what? Here is the positive things. It's uh, gaming. The, the month of September for gaming was insane, like super exciting stuff happening. Uh, so you're, if you're looking for a little bit of escapism, Pixels is a show that you can listen to. I summarize everything and explain and analyze everything that happened in September in the latest episode. Uh, it's available at uh, notpatrick.com. It's a fantastic site where you'll find links to everything I do, or you just look for Pixels in your uh, podcast app or if you want to support what we do here you can also support the show uh, the Phileas Club at on Patreon patreon.com slash the Phileas Club is where you go you can pledge and support and help us doing a little bit of um, you know trying to actually talk to people from different parts of the world and and hearing from them instead of hearing from journalists who kind of know what they're talking about and report on maybe what's happening there here you get an understanding of what is actually happening um, so yeah that you can support at 
patreon.com slash the Felix club. And the link is in the show notes. The, if everything goes well or poorly, um, the next episode should be a return to the Brexit saga with uh, hopefully mm. the, the same protagonists, which, yeah, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but uh, it's certainly going to be interesting. So in a couple of weeks, we should be doing that. Just as COVID, it never ends. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, I'm over here in Southeast Asia, that's all. <laughs> you can hear the despair in Hannah's voice. Yeah, um, oh my God, please, no Brexit. Um, oh, well, that, that boat has sailed. That train has left the station, Hannah. I don't know if you're aware, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in denial. It's still not going to happen. <laughs> well, uh, news on that in a couple of weeks on this show. And until then, I bid all of you farewell and send many uh, good feelings and hugs your way, whoever you are, wherever you might be. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>